Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is June 12th, and our reading comes from Acts chapter 8. This has been a pretty controversial passage. Let me read it to you. Beginning in verse 14, it says, When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the reason it's controversial. Different denominations have argued about whether or not there is a second blessing or a second work of grace or a baptism in the Holy Spirit that comes after salvation. And we've argued back and forth about that. Let me point out something that I think is real important in this passage, and then let's highlight what we agree on. And I think once we do that, then what we disagree on, I think we can all agree is is really pretty insignificant. So the thing that I think is interesting just to note is, again, the church is birthed among a group of Jewish believers. And now the gospel has gone to the Samaritans. Now remember, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll be my witness. And we've been talking about that. And he said, you'll be my witness in Jerusalem. And that's where everything we've seen so far has been happening in Jerusalem. And then he said, in Judea and Samaria. So now we've gone beyond the Jewish people to the Samaritans. And the truth is, the Jews and the Samaritans, well, they didn't like each other much. They were prejudiced against each other. And now the gospel has gone to the Samaritans. They've embraced the truth. The church is growing, breaking through these walls of, of prejudice and race, and which is a, is fantastic, right? And I think one of the things that's really cool is in the story, what happens with the Holy Spirit makes it obvious to the apostles that these Samaritans have indeed believed and been born again, which is really, which is fantastic. So now here's where the controversy is. When you and I place our faith and trust in Jesus, God forgives our sin and the Spirit of God comes to live inside of us. That's how we are born again. And so then we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit lives in us in the Christian life. And this is what we're trying to learn in this podcast is learning to live in the presence of God, recognizing God is here. God's with me. God is speaking. God is producing his life in me. God is leading me throughout my day with every decision, relationships, moment by moment. That's what the Christian life is. It's learning to live in the presence of God and representing Jesus on planet earth, right? So when the Samaritans hear the gospel, it says they believed, they accepted the message, which means, sounds like they got saved right then. Well, if they got saved right then, that means they were forgiven right then, and the Holy Spirit came to live inside of them. And then it says they were baptized with water, and then it says the apostles laid their hands on them, 
and they received the Holy Spirit. So the controversy is when we trust in Jesus and we're forgiven and the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us, do we need to do something later in order to receive the fullness of the Spirit or the baptism of the Spirit or the power of the Spirit? Do we need something else, something in addition to what we got at salvation? Well, I think the answer to that question is yes. Now, let me tell you why. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, here's what Paul says. He says it this way, don't be drunk with wine. In other words, don't live under the influence. Don't be controlled by wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, this is so important to understand. The verb to be filled, that, that phrase is in the present tense, which means I need to be filled continuously. It's not a one-time event. It's an ongoing experience of surrendering my heart, my will, my agenda to Jesus and inviting the Spirit of God who's in me to fill me, to empower me, to strengthen me for this moment, this day. And it's an ongoing experience that happens not just at salvation and not just later when the apostles come. The truth is, this is an ongoing daily experience. When we begin our day with Jesus every day, when we open our Bible, we're inviting the Spirit of God to speak through His Word, and we're inviting the Spirit of God to fill us that day, which means He's anointing us, He's empowering us, He's changing us, He's leading us, He's counseling us, He's healing us. The Holy Spirit is God at work in the world today. So everything that God is doing in your life, he's doing it through the person of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. So here's where we agree. On both sides of the theological argument, we all believe we must trust in Jesus for salvation. We all believe we must be born again. We all believe that that happens when God's spirit is united with our spirit we become the temple. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. We all agree. And we all agree that the Christian life is what Jesus, through the person of the Holy Spirit, is producing in and through us. We agree. Now, whether you want to call that the baptism or the infilling, whether you want to say you got it all at salvation and you're simply surrendering to what you've already got, or whether you want to say, I'm getting something fresh. The truth is, the difference is, in my opinion, insignificant. What matters is that we trust in Jesus, and every single day we're surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus and inviting the Holy Spirit who lives in us to fill us and empower us fresh for this day. And that is an ongoing daily experience for the rest of my life. I'm asking God every day to heal me, every day to grow me, every day to produce his life in me. So it is an ongoing experience. I think the greatest danger, whether you believe that you get it all up front or whether you believe that you have to have a later experience in either case, the danger is when you point to one moment and you think it was finished. Now, that's what's dangerous. So I grew up Baptist, and they think 
they get it all at once. So if you're Baptist and you think, I got saved and received the Holy Spirit, and that's the end of it, that's dangerous. But then on my mother's side of the family, everybody's Pentecostal, so they believe you get saved, and then at a later moment, you have this second work, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But if you're Pentecostal and you can point to that moment and you say, I got it then, and then it was finished, that is dangerous. See, I think for both camps, their tendency is to point to a moment in the past and to say, that settled it. The problem is the Christian life is not a moment in the past. It is this moment. The Christian life is learning to live in God's presence today, letting God fill me today and anoint me and empower me today to change me today, to heal me today. The Christian experience is now. It's now. So in either camp, the truth is that difference is insignificant. The work of the Holy Spirit is an ongoing daily experience. In fact, Paul also says in Galatians 5.22 that the fruit of the Spirit, what God's trying to produce in our life, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. And none of us would look back 10 years ago and say, well, 10 years ago, I got saved and I have love, but I'm not worried about loving anybody today. No, I need the Holy Spirit to produce love today for my world. I need joy today. I need peace today. I need some patience today, right? It's a current work. It's what God is doing now. In fact, I think the biggest problem in American Christianity is so many people are looking back to some moment in their past and they're not living with God today. And that's the Christian life. It's living in God's presence today, this moment. So let me encourage you, no matter what camp you're in, what we all agree is that every day we should be surrendering our heart and life to King Jesus and inviting the Holy Spirit who lives in us to fill us and anoint us and empower us and change us and heal us and use us for his glory today. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, God, we thank you for the gospel. I'm so grateful that Jesus went to the cross and rose from the dead to give me eternal life and that you have sent your spirit. I love the fact that your word says that because we are your sons, you sent the spirit of your son into our hearts. The spirit of God lives in us. So today we surrender our lives again, afresh, new, to you today, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to fill us, to anoint us, to empower us, to produce your life in us, to counsel us, to heal us, to lead us this day. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Man, it's so good to know that God lives in you. He's with you today. Allow him to empower you and lead you this day. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me again today. Man, I hope you have a great day. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.